Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise from Balance Me Coaching, and I love bringing you different practices and techniques to help you reduce your stress. Today, I've got Jean Atman, who is a self-mastery mentor and energy medicine specialist, and she's a leading expert on how to break free of negative life experiences for good. Hello, Jean. Hi, how are you? It's so nice to be here today. <laughs> yes, it is. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yes, I do um, sort of a multitude of things. I help people basically break free of suffering in their lives. My approach is pretty integrated, and but my main focus is on energy healing and the energy body. And so we have many different facets of ourselves. We have our emotions, our thoughts, our energy, our spiritual bodies, and our physical body. And so I go in and I address all of those moving parts in order to um, kind of induce more complete healing. So especially manage limiting beliefs and how people sort of get in their own way <laughs> from right. belief systems that they developed long before they knew what they even subscribed to. But they're living in ways that reflect those belief systems and are finding conflict in their lives and they're not quite sure how to move through those, those stagnations. So I help to bring awareness to how they're in their own way and I help them get out of it. <laughs> now, can you give us some examples of that? Yeah, so I work with a lot of my population seems to be um, more middle-aged women who are really making transitions in their lives. Either they're finding that they're, they've been in relationships that they just don't feel satisfied and are fulfilled, or their kiddos are going off to college and they're empty nesters or re, you know, releasing the, the careers and jobs that just don't work that are completely draining and unsatisfying. So a lot of fine, I find a lot of people that are in transition that seek me out because they're really trying to identify with who they are, what they want, and they know that the life that they're currently living in just isn't working. And a lot of people, when they come to find me, they say, I don't even really know what's wrong. Like everything feels, feels off or wrong or not like it fits. And I just feel stuck. So that's sort of the main agenda of where people sort of seek me out. And then we go in and we see what's going on in there that's creating those blocks and those stagnations. And energetically, if you're familiar with energy clearing, say we have a trauma in our lives and let's say even like a physical trauma, like a car accident. So, you know, you build scar tissue around injury. Well, the energy system works the same way. So if we have an emotional trauma, energy sort of forms like a scar around that energetic wound or that emotional wound. So until we start to heal that and clear that out, that stays within your system, creating blockages in your, in your life. So when we clear that, all of a sudden you have a lot more free-flowing energy around you. Life seems to function a lot easier because you're not trying to work through the congestion of the past and, and the trauma that you endured or suffered through but you can be free of that to really create what you choose to. So it's a very different experience when you start to get into clearing work, as well as bringing people's awareness to their emotions and 
how emotions can really be information because what we feel is really intense, right? It's very strong. We can't really ignore our emotions. So if we choose to honor them and get curious about what's happening in there, go inside and say, what do we really need? And start to get in touch with those deeper, deeper level desires, we can start to move in a direction that satisfies them as opposed to all the hamster wheel of activity <laughs> that we tend to do to try to remedy things in the external world. Yeah, I find just being a coach with the limiting beliefs, it's silent. And a lot of times it really takes some digging to figure out what it is, what block is there. Now, what steps do you take with people to do that? Yeah, there is a process, which if you start to have mindfulness around it is the biggest aspect. Having awareness can be life-changing. And so some, sometimes people think it's just so big of a concept, I don't know where to start. And there's all these things that aren't working. Where do I even start? Well, what's so beautiful is if you start to tune into your emotions, the loudest ones are the ones kind of flagging you down saying, pick me, pick me. <laughs> I need some help over here. <laughs> so pay attention to the loud emotions because those are the ones that are ready to move. And when you start to look at those places and say, okay, I don't feel good here. What would help me feel better? And I'm realizing that I'm living in a way that's creating suffering. So suffering is a choice and we can choose not to, but we forget <laughs> that we don't have to stay marinating in this place that doesn't feel good. So recognizing I'm not in a place that feels good and I'm going to choose to do something to get myself out of it. But a lot of times people circle around the default of pain and suffering that it's normal for them. They don't even sometimes realize that there's something wrong just because it's a normal state of being. So if you can bring your awareness and even setting the intention, I want to be aware when I'm suffering and to remember I don't need to. That in itself is huge in making steps in the right direction. And anyone can do that if you're mindful. So when you recognize you're in a state of suffering, choosing not to can feel confusing because a lot of people don't know what to do different than their default. So I encourage you to do anything other than stay in that state of being. And for me, when I was working through it, I noticed how my mind would loop through all these experiences and continue on this replay. And so I thought, okay, I have to distract my mind because it wants to continue to perpetuate this limiting belief, this suffering state. So I would listen to things that inspired me. So each person has their own, you know, kind of agenda. I loved listening to Abraham back then and Esther Hicks. So I would just put on an Abraham YouTube video and just distract my mind. And I would allow myself to be inspired by someone else's words and energy. I would get myself out of that state of suffering. And when I first started this practice, I needed to do it consistently. <laughs> like you might have to do this every two seconds as you're starting out because you're creating a new default. And it's uncomfortable at first because it's different. And when you go in there knowing this is going to be a little awkward feeling, it's going to be uncomfortable. It might be messy. And if you can find peace with that, then all of a sudden it's much easier to travel down a new path than you have before. And the problem is I find too, is that you've been living like that for so long. It's not really the default, it's the norm. And that's, right. it's really hard to get out of that. And I love what you said, because it is creating that awareness that is so important. It is. It is. Yeah. And a lot of people, if you've been living in a way for so long, there can even be resistance to change. Because there's something in that past experience that says, I need this. It satisfies some need in some way. And even if you are more on the side of suffering, 
it's still familiar. So you know what to expect. And it can be terrifying to move into something that you don't know, you know, what's going to happen or what to expect there. Forgive me. Um, But when you can just kind of start to learn to trust in the process and and stop focusing on all the things that you might be losing or lacking from the past and instead turn into the future and what you might be gaining, that can be a huge help in the transition of moving from the old into the new. But so many people just focus on all that they might be losing if they start to make change. So that too, it's that conscious awareness of, you know, if you're in a toxic relationship and people might be afraid of being alone. So they'd rather be with someone who is toxic than to be alone because then they feel maybe unloved or rejected or abandoned and it really triggers the deeper wounds. So when you can go inside and look, start to heal those deeper places that are keeping you there, all of a sudden you will never allow a toxic relationship to enter in again. When you've learned to love yourself and to move through all those old rejection, abandonment, shame, blame, you know, all those wounds, Um, you just become more complete within and you don't need to ever sacrifice yourself for the sake of having something that's based on, on a fear. Yeah. And a lot of times when you're in the process of doing these work, you create more blocks. Like for instance, self-sabotage is one of them. Perfectionism is one of them. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. It's so true. And perfectionism and self-sabotage, there is um, a friend of mine, I'll share this with you. I thought it was hilarious. Years ago, we were talking about the self-sabotaging aspect and the inner critic. And inner critic is a really interesting aspect because she said she named her inner critic Gladys, (laughs) which I thought was so funny. I loved that so much. And she says, I think of her as like a nosy relative who has my best interest at heart, but just coming from this place of fear and really not leading me in the best direction. <laughs> so if you think about, you know, the inner critic voice and the self-saboteur, you think, don't do that because this could happen or that could happen. You could get hurt. So that's that voice. So I love that aspect of distancing yourself from that voice because it's not really us. It sounds like us, but it is actually something that is outside of us. Because when we tune into our innate, we are confident. We're clear. We know that no matter which direction we move into, we're going to be okay. And there's going to be different lessons on different pathways and all are going to end where we wanted to go originally. But as far as being perfectionistic, a lot of times people carry that energy of perfectionism due to expectations. So either their own expectations of themselves or other people's expectations of themselves. But if you think about a project you were working on, and if you do your first draft, and if you were just to submit that first draft out there, you cringe inside. You're like, oh my gosh, people are going to judge me. Maybe I didn't spell something right. There's a judgment, the expectations, they're going to think this about me. And so we get into this place of rejection and judgment and fear of those things. So we work and we work and we work to make sure it's perfect, that we can feel satisfied with what we're putting out into the world. So therefore, we won't feel judged. We won't be injured by that. And we feel more comfortable in putting it out there. But um, I moved through this process myself. My daughter is currently moving through this process. And I'm such a cheerleader in strive for B minus work. (laughs) Strive for B minus work. Because when you can feel satisfied with, yeah, that's good. And I can stand in my sense of humanness and know that, you know, to, to strive for perfection is actually, it is, is, requires more effort, more time. 
And you're spending so much time doing this thing that needs to be perfect that the amount of energy that comes in towards that thing will be the same whether you submitted it three weeks ago or spent that extra three weeks in making it different. But in that meantime, you spent so much more time on a project that isn't giving you any more payoff and you're not utilizing it to do something different that also could benefit you in other ways. So we use this to get in our own way a lot of times based on fear of rejection and judgment. But again, when you start to do that inner work and realize I'm worthy of love regardless of what I do or what I say or how I show up, I'm worthy of being accepted by myself, my other people around me. I am loved by, you know, whoever, my family, my friends. When you start to really work on those internal wounds, you're going to be less likely to kind of stall in those perfectionistic behaviors because you already know you're okay. Why do you think inner work is so important for people to do? It's so huge because people will focus so much on the external world and the details of things. And that's what keeps people spinning. Let's say you want to go and get a gym membership because you want to get fit, but you have this belief system inside of you that says, I will never have a fit, firm, tight, healthy body. So you start to go to the gym and it peters out within a couple of weeks and you go back into this old way because you're not making internal changes that actually result in something different externally. And when you focus on all the moving parts around you, this person's expectations, this person's needs, that person's expectations, there's so much energy that's being stretched outward that that you're trying to meet something that you're not even sure if that's exactly what they want, that it stretches you so thin and then you don't have anything for yourself. But when you start to focus on yourself and your own truth and your own needs, your own alignment, how you engage with people outside of that shifts. Because you can read the room much more completely when you know yourself. But when you're uncertain of who you are, what you want, what you're desiring, what your goals are, what you want to feel each day, and if you're dependent on other people around you and how they feel, you're always trying to fill something else that isn't your responsibility to fill. And therefore, you're going to be left depleted in a lot of ways because you're you're acting in ways that aren't even your responsibility. So there is an endless well <laughs> outside of yourself. But when you do your internal work, you can easily be satisfied and satiated and fulfilled because that's very manageable. When we're doing our own inner work, it's something that we can do. We know exactly where it is. We can manage it and we feel better and life moves forward. But otherwise, if we're not, we're just end up, you know, spinning around us in places that just don't feel good. How do you work with people? Like if someone was interested in doing some inner work with you, Mm -hmm. what kind of programs or how do you help people? So I do offer private sessions for people who are wanting additional support through moving through the process. And I start people with a three-month program because, you know, these belief systems, these layers, they didn't start in a day and they're not going to clear in a day. So we move through the layers together and I offer support throughout that program as well, you know, in between sessions. And the other thing I was realizing that I can't reach as many people as I'm drawn to reach (laughs) and to help. So I created my online program called Limitless. And that's my most recent labor of love. And it really teaches people how to identify limiting beliefs, how they're getting in their own way, what to do with triggered emotions, with loud emotions, how to manage those things. What is actually your stuff versus what are other people's stuff? We get into the inner critic voice, the self-saboteur, and we start to kind of dismantle the old rickety foundation of what many of us have grown up with 
and we reinstall a much stronger, firmer, confident vibration. And then I also get into blocks, blocks to love, blocks to abundance, blocks to receiving. Once that new foundation has been um, sort of set, then we can start to develop into the other parts. So that's another um, aspect to work with me. And because I love to witness people thriving in their lives, I'm also very present with people through that program as well. We do live calls um, every other week and I'm in the group all the time answering questions. Just want to help people move into a better state of being. So that can be accessed on my website at geneatman.com. And I offer a free training called How to Stop Limiting Beliefs from Sabotaging Your Future. So there's a little webinar there that people can watch. And then I also introduce Limitless towards the end of that um, and give people a discount if they'd like to continue to dive into deeper work. Wow, amazing. And yes, anybody who's listening, who's interested, the information will be either in the show notes or in the post. So we're going to wrap this up here. Now, are there any final words, Jean, that you can offer to people? Um, I think that just remembering that suffering is a choice and that you don't need to. And every time that you're in that place, just give yourself a healthy distraction. And if you find yourself wanting to complain about things and you're focusing on all the things that aren't working, see if you can encourage yourself to focus on the things that are. Because the more we focus on what is working, the more we'll instantly draw more of that into our lives. And it just helps us feel better because ultimately we just want to feel better, right? It's a crazy world we're living in right now. So any places we can find peace, let's do that. And we can create that for ourselves if we can remember that we have the power to do that. Sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time. And uh, yes, as I said, all the information will be here for to contact you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace and I'll see you in the next episode.